0: God bless our kids, teaching us a very important lesson it all comes from him and we give it back with joy. But have you noticed, I, th- I think this is a fairly uh, typical human response when somebody does something extraordinary, you're kind of extra special unanticipated, unexpected, undeserved. When they do something like that, do you have this happen to you, too? You just want to you want to respond in kind right on the spot. You want to say, yeah, let me do something back to you. Does that happen to you? Yeah, I think it happens to all of us. You know, we had two kindnesses come to our home over the last few days and uh, and weeks, actually. Came back from Montana this week, came in here to the office and here sitting on my desk at the office is this little book and a letter attached to it. No name. No name. Just a nice letter and saying, Hey Dwight, I heard you quote Kathleen Norris the other uh, last Sabbath we were together. I love reading Kathleen Norris Kathleen Norris. Have you read her Grail? She quotes a lot from the Psalms from the Grail translation. I never heard I had noticed that? And she I've tried to, this person writes, I tried to find the grail, couldn't find it, found it on a website. I downloaded the entire translation. I've put it all up into little pages. I've arranged them into chapters. I've bound them up with one of these little twisties. And I want to give it to you. And I'm thinking, no name. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. Somebody who, extraordinary, extra special, makes a gift. What's up with that? Back in February, one evening, we came back, Karen and I, back to our house on the front step was a package. So we got inside the house. It was like Christmas in February. So he ripped the uh, packaging off. And lo and behold, this. Whoa! This is meticulously hand-stitched. This is a picture. Let's put a camera on it right now, please. This is a picture of the Last Supper. You can see this. There was a note attached to it. So we read the note. Some nice things said in the note. No No name. And at the very bottom of the note, which is taped to the back of the picture, which now hands, hangs front and center as you come into our house, these words, it, four years in the making. No name. You know, when somebody does something extraordinary, something extra special, you, want, you just want to say thank you. You want, to, you want to respond in kind. Is there anything I can do for you? By the way, this very picture. Look at that picture. This picture the, the sacred event that it depicts is for that very purpose. This sacred event was to remind us that something extraordinary, something infinitely special was done for us. Dr. Luke. And he's the only one, by the way, in the gospel writers. He includes a line that reminds us. That's why this Last Supper became the Lord's Supper. Would you, for our brief homily, would you open your Bible, please, to the Gospel of St. Luke? I want to share one line. It's not in Matthew. It's not in Mark. John has a whole other kind of treatment for the Lord's Supper, but only in Dr. Luke. Open your Bible, please, to Luke, the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter, 9, chapter 22, rather, verse 19. Boy, have you noticed that when the uh, storm clouds came in, it just uh, this humidity just came with those storm clouds. Hallelujah. If only they will drop some uh, water upon us. Luke chapter 22, verse 19. And Jesus took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this. In remembrance of me. Now, verse 20. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Do you know the only, the, the, the unique line for Luke? The unique line are these words. In remembrance of me. Only Luke has it. Lord, in remembrance of what? Well, come on. In remembrance of my body broken for you. In remembrance of my blood poured out for you. Do this. Remember me. That's it. Remember me. Remember me on the cross for you. Just remember me, would you? Because it's so easy for us to forget, isn't it? Even extraordinary and infinite. As infinite a gift as this. Pretty soon we forget. I do. Remember me. Remember me on the cross for you. Why? Because the cross is the greatest quid pro quo in history. We're ending now that little mini spring to summer series. Quid pro quo, Latin, this for that. It's the greatest this for that in history. What's the this for that? You remember, Paul, those great lines. Second Corinthians, chapter eight, verse nine. For, you know, how's it go? For, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was, how's it go? Though he was rich rich. Yet for our sakes he became poor that we through his poverty might become yeah, might become rich. This for that quid pro quo. Do this. Remember me on the cross for you. But here's the here's the rub. I wonder how many of us really can appreciate our moral bankruptcy, our spiritual impoverishment. You know what, I have a feeling most of us, I'm not speaking for everybody, but most of us suffer from a fairly rosy picture of our moral selves, don't we? I mean, I am not like those rioters in Benton Harbor, thank God. I am respectable. I work hard at my job. I return to my community. I am moral. I am religious. I took along a book to Montana to read while out there. Title of the book, The Cross and Salvation, by a gentleman named Bruce Demarest, in which I found some rather graphic descriptions of my own unwhitewashed moral reality. Can't speak for you, but I know me. There's two quotes I want to share with you. Rather graphic, I would say, unwhitewashed. This is the French apologist, Blaise Pascal. He could hardly have been more graphic in describing me, at least. Listen to this. What, he's writing here, what sort of freak then is man? Me. How novel? How monstrous? How chaotic? How paradoxical? How prodigious? You just keep putting it out. Do I? That's your problem. Judge of all things? Oh yeah, I think I'm a great judge. Feeble earthworm. Repository of truth. Sink of doubt, sink, S-I-N-K, of doubt and error, glory and refuse of the universe. Not a, not a great way to win friends and influence people. is Hey, you know, you remind me of refuse. Refuse. Morally speaking, look at our lives. Look at your life and mine. <laughs> One more. Oh boy, this is a stinger. There's a Puritan writer named Joseph Aline. He put it this way, Oh, miserable man, what deformed monster sin has made you? Now, here comes the stinger. God made you little lower than the angels. Sin has made you little better than the devils. Oh, that's that's pretty punchy. Little lower than the angels? No, boy. You're You're a little better than the devils. You know, we got this rosy picture. I'm fine. I'm okay. You're okay. Transactional analysis. Who cares? I'm fine. No, you're not fine. I am morally. bankrupt jesus says do this remember me on the cross for you i quit pro quo you dwight i took your bankruptcy your putrid bankruptcy and i exchanged it for my supernal my eternal wealth quit pro quo switch wow remember me on the cross for you A hundred years ago, just a century ago, words were written to somehow capture what we've come to celebrate today. Listen to this. Everything that God could do was done to save a perishing world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, here comes. Listen to this. God has made it impossible for it to be said that he could have done more than he has done for the human race. Impossible. What are you going to do? What are you going to ask God to do? What would you like to ask God more to do for you? What more? What more? Impossible. Now, hold on. When he gave his son, he gave himself. The father did. In one great gift, he poured out the whole treasure of heaven. He has revealed a love. Here comes the punchline. He has revealed a love that defies all computation. A love that should fill our hearts and lives with gratitude. Defies how do, you, how do you compute how many ATMs did God empty to save the likes of you and me? How many ATMs did he empty the whole bloomin treasury of the universe? Wow, remember me on the cross for you love that defies you catch that love that defies all computation so that when i when I eat the bread and I drink the cup, you know what i 'm doing i 'm exchanging my moral bankruptcy for his spiritual riches. When I go to the table in just a moment, as you and I will, and I hold that bread in that cup, you know what I'm doing? Okay, God, my sin I exchange right now, quid pro quo, my sin for your salvation, my well-deserved death for your undeserving life. I switch. Quid pro quo. I switch with you. Well, makes you wonder, doesn't it? When somebody has done something extraordinary, infinitely extraordinary, you want to respond in kind. What shall, what shall I do for him? We come full circle with this little homily's opening point. What shall I do for this one who gave it all for me? You know what it makes me wonder? It makes me wonder, as you and I now celebrate Calvary with these unforgettable symbols, it makes me wonder what Jesus is about to say to me. Domenico's great painting, Exi Homo, his great painting. He chiseled underneath the painting these words. Picture of Christ on the cross. All this I did for thee. What doest thou for me? Quid pro quo. Makes me wonder what Jesus is going to say to me as I meditate on his cross and say, Dwight, what's He going to say to you? Son, daughter, give this, give this to me. I don't know. But together with joy, let us come to His cross in remembrance of Him. Let us pray. Oh God, in remembrance of Jesus, we come. The Last Supper became the Lord's Supper because it was His gift. He knew we were creatures of forgiveness. He said, please, please, when you eat this and drink this, will you remember me? on the cross for you today this steamy muggy last Sabbath of June we have come to remember there's nowhere more important right now to go to than to be right here with you and so as we take the cup now and the bread Oh God let the gift of Calvary come alive in our hearts and we will worship you quid pro quo we will serve you forever and ever and it will be our highest honor and joy in the name of Jesus, let all the people say, Amen. And so we come. Jesus said, oh, by the way, it's not just the bread and the cup. I'm going to give you a towel. Because this is where real quid pro quo comes. This is where I became a slave. And I became a slave. And I washed your feet. And you know what? I wish I wish you would wash each other's feet. John 13. Just as much a command as I wish you'd love your enemies. And so the towels are already downstairs. And By the way, Pioneer, here we celebrate open communion. Doesn't matter to what church or unchurch you belong to. We hope you'll join with us. This is just a beautiful moment. Everything's ready downstairs. If you're physically impaired, you don't even have to go downstairs. You just go right through those doors and we're ready for you there. Families and couples and single parents with their children. We got a room downstairs. We have a room for men. We have a room for women. Let's go. Let's take the towel and then come back. We come back and we're saying, oh, Jesus, what can we do for you? He'll tell you. He'll make it clear at the foot of the cross. Let's go with joy in our hearts as we worship him.